Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Buff Nation. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. What's up, man? Not much. Um, I'm hopped up on coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can. Uh, I can imagine you drink a, a tall coffee almost every day. If I was Sean Payton, I might just start slinging <laughs> arrows at people for no reason. Uh, that's Coach Prime's guy. Leave him alone, man. <laughs> it's true. Actually, those are Coach Prime's words. Leave my guy alone. Yep, love it. What's up, chat? How's everyone doing? Um, we're turning the page today. We're looking ahead to USC, but first in yesterday's well off, the message that we got from coach prime yesterday's presser was the truth shall set you free. And we got a little bit of context and, uh, reached people yesterday. Yeah. And first of all, anyone who is a well-off regular thought to themselves while watching that one, this is short. Yep. Two, why is it short? Because there's no coach prime speech in it. Mm-hmm. So then you watch Reach the People, and in the Reach the People clip, Darius included Coach Prime saying, cameras, get out of here. And then later in the Reach the People video, you get a little more context as to why the cameras had to get out of there. Because Coach Prime had, whether it was himself or the assistant coaches, and a mix of both, I assume, reveal what their scouting report would be for their own players if they were playing against them. Obviously, every week these guys get to hear what these coaches think of their opponents. And I think this was a genius tactic Mm -hmm. to tell these guys, here's what we would be saying if we were playing us. Here's what we would say about you. Um, And Zay said, hey, man, if that's what my opponents are saying about me, I got to get better. Yep. And clearly that was the goal here, right? Mm -hmm. Is to show these guys, hey, these are your weaknesses. These are what are trying to be exploited. This is why we lost to Oregon the way that we did. Because they knew this about you guys. So this is what we have to get better at. Uh, And I just love that, man. That is top-tier, elite, psychological coaching. I I love it as well. I don't think enough value is placed into the scouting and what you need to do in that to get a handle on what your opponent's going to do. But to be able to turn it on yourself and to self-scout and do that brutally honestly... It's. I'm sure there were a lot of guys who were maybe taken aback. I mean, maybe slightly offended with what they heard, but truth hurts. Yeah, and and that was you know something Darius asked to Zay was like, how do you keep from taking that personally? And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't think you can take anything personally after you lose by 36 points. Yep. Um, you have to look in the mirror, right? Right. Uh, and that's what this was. This is a look in the mirror, you know, from the coaches, from the players, from everyone, and and a lot of people have been getting upset over like things that coach prime does that normal people do mm-hmm. um being overhyped i haven't heard of this one um uh, now self-scouting is a real thing that yes. everyone does but using a team meeting to roll out what the coaches scouting report would be of their own players yeah i'm sure it's been done i'm not saying this is the first time it's ever been done but it's not common 
Uh, and I think that everyone has to look in the mirror and say, what do I have to do differently? And this is a great way to bestow that information upon the players. For sure. I mean, I love the honesty and, um, it's how you get better. Really? You, you get better, not by, you know, honing in on your strengths, you get better on working on your weaknesses and rounding yourself out as a player to where you have as little area for the other team to pick on and try to expose as possible. You know who they should have had do the scouting report? Who? That guy from TikTok. Now he's all over Twitter too. Who like he's the Joey? Is, I don't know. No, no, the guy who does like the scouting. He does like the film. Oh sessions. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been the best special guest yet. Yeah. Bring him in and have him in there. He's all. And you know he would have been honest yeah. too. He's all. Uh, here's Jenkins coming up for the tackle. Oh, I'm just gonna piss down my leg. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's great. Um, Javon Antonio and Omari and Cooper uh, spoke after practice today. They were both kind of short. Those are both on our YouTube video on our uh, YouTube channel. Um, but they both talked about it and were asked about it. You know what needs to change. Javon said the tempo needs to return on offense. Um, that's something Shador has harped. You going can't back get to tempo when you don't move the ball. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> that one was hard to watch, man, because they weren't able to get anything going yep. and it's the same thing i talked about this on the denver sports report uh or the denver sports podcast yesterday which i know you guys got off on the wrong foot with that podcast but <laughs> if you want to hear more of me talking about the buffs uh you can go listen to that it's on the channel yesterday's is dmvr buffs approved yeah exactly <laughs> well, you know there was some doubt and well and it was it made for a good conversation yeah um anyways what i said is like that rhythm thing was at its worst this last game, but it's also why they got a slow start against Colorado State and a slow yep. start against Nebraska. Yep. They have not been able to get any rhythm. Unfortunately, they didn't get any rhythm ever in this game, of course. Um, and it really starts with the first two, three play calls from Sean Lewis of a series. Mm -hmm. The only way that you can get this thing going is if you get that first first down. So you can't, you know, you can't like run out after the TV timeout and get tempo. Right. Yeah. You got to get tempo after you move the football. Yeah. You got to um, establish it. Right. Exactly. So hopefully they can get that going. Uh, yeah. Hopefully. Um, Omari Cooper said was talking about the adversity scene. He had the quote of the day. Uh, someone asked him if he's been starstruck at all by all the celebrities who have come to see you. So great. And he goes, seeing Coach Prime. <laughs> he go, well, they said, have you had any? Uh, what was the word? Have you had any starstruck moments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has there been a moment that you were starstruck? He said, yeah, seeing Coach Prime. And then he was asked, who is your favorite person, like celebrity you've seen so far? Coach Prime. Yep. That's all he says. In between there was, what about Warren Sapp? What about T.O.? He's like, yeah, that was cool too. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, um, I mean, I want to talk about that. Go ahead. Because there's a lot of things that Coach Prime is doing that can be replicated, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can bring in someone to record everything and post everything. You can post more on social media. You can bring Lambos to your recruit photo shoots. Right. <laughs> um, you know, there's things that he, are, he is doing that can and will be stolen. That cannot be replicated. Yep. The reverence that Coach Prime's players have for him cannot be replicated you can't do it it doesn't matter if you're lincoln riley it doesn't matter if you're nick saban it doesn't matter if you're anyone like saban's probably the closest one right i don't even think he gets that mm -hmm. do you think any any players ever said they were starstruck by him 
I mean, maybe a bit, but okay. not to the degree as Coach Prime, though, dude. So like, the best is the only one who can even get there. Like Lincoln Riley, great coach. Sure. Um, dude's like putting a number one pick out there every every year. Yeah. Uh, I don't think players say that about him. Well, like, so that there are certain things about Coach Prime that you can replicate. Certain things that you just never can. Right. I mean, for 99% of the coaches in the nation, you walk into a player's living room and it's kind of like, all right, business, let's hear the pitch, let's go over it. All Coach Prime walks in, it's like, wow, you're right in front of me yeah. right now. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, let's look ahead to USC. Um, the Buffs again, 21 and a half point underdogs. Is it 21 and a half? I know it I came out 24. originally at 27. Okay, let me look. I saw it at 21. Checking but, out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, let them know. We'll talk about them a little Plug bit it. later. Um, but obviously, they've got an uphill battle to climb. This time, they're at home, though. And they're going to have the advantage of the altitude. They're going to have advantage of the crowd. Um, just being in your own surrounding. But this is a different team than Oregon in many ways. 21 and a half. So That's come go. down significantly. I know. It opened at 27 and a half. I know I saw um, but this is a different type of challenge that they're going to have this week. Uh, do you want to start off with what you think is different? Well, let me just start here. You're playing at home. Yes. Um, that changes so much. Uh, you know, big credit to Oregon. I'd actually love to, hopefully we get Coach Hart on the uh, pregame show on Friday. Yeah. Because I want to hear what he thinks about Oregon's atmosphere. Um, right. Right. You know, because he, he's kind of been, we've been talking, going back and forth about atmosphere with him. Um, but from everything I've heard, um, you know, even going back to the old um, NCAA football games mm -hmm. where it ranked. Yep. Like, Autzen was always way up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, in terms of the toughest places to play, the toughest road environments. And, you know, you'd be on there and you'd get up to the line and the whole camera's yep. shaking and everything. The routes are shaking yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that is a extremely difficult place to play. And when that when you go to a place like that and you get punched in the mouth early, that's even harder, mm -hmm. right? Because the fans, first of all, those fan like there's real vitriol for Colorado and Coach yes. Prime. Yes. And you can see it after the game, man. They won by 36 points and they're walking off and people are still yelling at them. Like, you could see it at TCU. Yeah. Week one. Yeah. So like there's real, you know, um, anger in the way that these fans are cheering. And you could feel it on the on the TV broadcast. You can see it in all the videos. So like, you go down seven zero, boom, they're louder. Fourteen zero, it's louder. Twenty one zero, it's louder. It's a really hard place to get out of. Like yeah. it, you know, it's just that's what home field advantage is all about. Um, so you come now back home where everyone is upset minded, everyone is behind you, uh, and you have the opportunity to do the opposite thing. Can you imagine? How loud it would be in Folsom Field if the Buffs went up 14-0 oh. early on USC. It'd be just like what we saw against Oregon. Yes. So um, that immediately makes a massive difference in terms of just it being a game. Right. You know, like the, the question that everyone keeps asking me, I mean, everyone. I'm talking, I was just up in the office and Eric Lacroix, who is a longtime hockey player, hockey yeah. guy, who I didn't even know was interested in the buffs mm -hmm. is asking me what's going to make this week different. What, you know, what yeah. changes, um, how can they turn things around? How can they compete and be in this game? 
to me, it starts with home field advantage. That will make a big difference right then and there. Absolutely. We saw it in TCU, man. When they got that stop and marched down the field and it was 7-0, I mean, that place was dead silent. And it they had moments where the crowd was kind of getting into it and stuff, but they were never like full throat, like screaming at the top of their lungs like Oregon was from start to finish. Yeah. You took them out of the game early. Yes. And even against Nebraska or CSU, you could tell like the crowd at Folsom was kind of tense because... Things weren't getting rolling early. And it, those are rivalry games. Like, yeah. You can't lose those. Those are so scary. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I told you guys that on the post game show, like I was sitting there just almost like in in shock. Yeah. Uh, in the CSU game. Mm -hmm. So this is, yeah, this, this crowd will be different. And I know the offense needs to get off to a fast start, but I mean, you go back to TCU, man. If the defense can get you a quick three and out, if you can get a turnover within the first two drives or something like that, even a big return after they score, just anything to build momentum in your favor, uh, this game can be a lot different. CU has won every coin toss so far. Yep. They've deferred every time. Yep. Any thought? Would you put any thought into it against USC taking the ball first? Sure. Why not? I mean, you, that's where the strength of your team is, is yeah. on offense. Why not throw them out there first? And try to establish a tempo and establish a rhythm as opposed to hoping you don't have the defense, you know, give up a seven play, 75 yard touchdown drive. Yeah. So I, I would support whatever decision they made. Um, but I, against Oregon, when they won the toss, I thought, oh, they might take the ball here. Yes. Um, and they didn't. And it obviously didn't matter one way or the other. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> when Oregon just went right down the field, I mean, they ran that trap out of the shotgun like three, four times all the way down the field, scored. It was like, okay, now now there's a lot of pressure on the offense to yep. go out there and get this back. Your matchup, <clears throat> I think, that everyone is looking at here is Colorado's offense versus USC's defense. You know, to, to answer the question boiled down that everyone's asking me, why will this week be different to its purest form? The offense should have more success against USC than they had against Oregon. Oregon has a better defense. Um, mm -hmm. USC has an interesting defense because they're giving up big plays. They're giving up runs. Um, Scadaboo for ASU had 200 all-purpose yards, like 111 rushing yards, 79 receiving yards. Um, so you should be able to move the ball against them better. To me, there's something to be said for maybe going out there, really nailing down your script, yeah. and going and putting a touchdown drive and put the pressure on their offense. For sure. I mean, USC, a lot of headlines in terms of the transfer portal and guys that they brought in defensively, Bear Alexander, uh, Christian Roland Wallace. They got some guys who are really good football players. But going back to last year, man, I couldn't help but think that USC's defense is just always going to be the same because they have philosophical and scheme issues. And it starts with the defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, honestly. Yeah. They, no matter how much talent they have defensively, they allow points and they allow yards. Uh, right now, as it stands in the Pac-12, they're averaging 20 points per game. That's seventh in the Pac-12. In terms of yards per game, 365, that's eighth in the Pac-12. They have held each opponent under 400 yards this season, um, but they give up yardage. We saw it against ASU. I mean, yep. I don't think ASU is a world beater offensively. I mean, no. Kenny Dillingham's great, but they don't have the talent, I think, to you know go toe-to-toe -to -toe with USC yet. They were still in the ball game late in. I think it was seven points. Yeah, it was. I mean, in in the second half, they got close. Yep. Um, and they made some big plays, some big individual plays, like that play that Scadaboo had down the sideline, yep. staying up was sick. 
Um, but you should have an opportunity to move this ball. Now, they give up chunks. They also get pressure, man. And that's going to be the hardest thing for CU. Yep. Uh, and that's where, you know, the idea of keeping guys in and trying to do some max protect looks or whatever um, might work because uh, they lead power five in sacks right now. Yeah, they lead the power five in sacks. Um, they are tie are leading power five in tackles for a loss with 41. And they're also tied for first place in the power five and forced fumbles with eight. Uh, all that being said, though, man, this is a team that when you look at the Pac-12 rankings, they're 11th in the Pac-12 in terms of yards allowed on the ground, 77th overall in the FBS. So if there's a game to get your running game back on, I mean, Oregon is tough up front on both sides. Yep. And they've got great edges on defensively as well. So um, that's pro- part of the reason why they didn't really have any productivity against Oregon. But there's an opportunity here against USC to get that running game on track. Definitely. And hopefully Alton McCaskill is at the center of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, got some rust off the wheels last week. Hopefully they feel like he's ready to go this week. If You know, to me it's like, okay, he showed that he can take contact. Hopefully um, he didn't have swelling or anything like that that would right. set him back after that game. But as long as everything stayed on track, like I'd love to see them feature him early and often. It's going to be a track meet. Right now, they're averaging 55 points a game. In 14 of the 18 games they've played at USC under Lincoln Riley, they've scored 40-plus points. That's insane. Yes. Now, obviously, that's all with Caleb Williams. Of course. So it doesn't all go to Lincoln Riley, but they have the best quarterback prospect in the country. Yep. Uh, the, Heis- the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. So, yeah, I mean, this is, to me, the path to victory is offense gets back to humming. Mm-hmm. You basically said it. You got to score 40 points or more. Yep. And the defense makes some big plays. Mm-hmm. Um, you are not going to shut them down. No one can. It's not possible. Yeah. You are going to have to put that your hat on the ball. You're going to have to punch one out. You're going to have to catch Caleb Williams looking left and swipe one away from him. Um, that is the path to victory is turning mm-hmm. the ball over because it, it's just not you're not going to get three and outs yep you're not going to get uh goal line stands like if you watch this usc usc offense they're rarely even on the goal line they're yeah, scoring from like 40 50 yards out yep. um off play action throwing it deep to branch or you know um washington or any of these <laughs> brendan rice i mean they have it's weapons so on weapons on weapons they have protection for their quarterback and they have a quarterback who reads the field at an elite level so you're you know the plan here is not to like out tough them on defense it's right. to get the ball away from them when you get an opportunity to and just the uh, only other thing i'd add is just they got to cu's got to be more efficient on first and second down um usc is only allowing a 32 percent conversion rate on third down that's second in the pac 12 35th in the country I mean, it's not world-beating, but it's pretty good. And we obviously know that's CU's biggest issue is when they get in the third and long. Shador's going to bail you out every now and then, but it's just the, it get, allows this any defense to pin their ears back and just blitz Shador, go after him, and that's obviously where problems start here for the Buffs. Yeah. Yep. Um, the challenge is massive. The opportunity is even greater. For sure. Uh, can you imagine... It's just the reaction if Colorado were to win this game. I will be insufferable. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, like, 
there w- there's not even enough paper in the world for how long the receipts are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Um, shout out to Fubo TV, guys. The best place to watch football this football season. They also have 140 plus channels of sports shows, movies, and news. We have been victimized after this weekend. ASU, that game is on the Pac-12 network. You can get the Pac-12 network on Fubo. On Fubo, sorry. We also just put out our uh, package for the ASU game. Yes, we did. Uh, so if you want to come hang out with us, it's so, kind of similar to the TCU one. You can get the tailgate ticket package for much cheaper, I think, than any other tickets are right yeah, now. Yeah, and we have good seats, um, much better than the TCU seats, even though the TCU seats weren't bad. Yeah. Um, but we're in the first level this time, and those tickets are going for about 100 bucks right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you combine it with our package, they're going to cost you about 70 So it's a nice. good deal. Uh, and I, we're basically behind. Um, what did, what? Remember when Coach Hart and I were talking about our favorite place to watch a game from? Yeah, the end zone, end zone high, view, a yep. little higher up. Yeah, that's where we are. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to watch from there. Uh, and they've got a nice stadium there. I like it. We got a tailgate on Mill Avenue. Nice. I mean, I'm hyped, man. We're gonna do this thing right, and it's a it's a legit start time. Three thirty local time. It's the dream. Amazing. So come hang out with us. It's going to be sick. Yeah. I love Phoenix, too. I'm excited to go back. But uh, shout out to Fubo. Watch all your favorite college football in the NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR, and you can sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Also, shout out to Foco, the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. Um, they've got all kinds of cool stuff, guys. Bobbleheads. They've got they just Hawaiian loaded shirts. loaded up on buff stuff. Did they? Yep. They have the buff overalls now, too, I think. Yep. Um, go check them out. I mean, it's a great place to get a gift for a sports fan or just to deck yourself out in some more team gear. Um, again, tons of great stuff. Go to FOCO. They always have our back for Colorado sports, and they have yours, too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code DMVR and you'll get 10% off. Trying to find some of this new CU gear that they have on here. Yeah, let me know what you can find. We do have a like straw hat over in the corner there. Yep. Um, Yeah, Kale was wearing the uh, Broncos overalls on Broncos game day and (laughs) they got all kinds of crazy stuff. All right. You ready to move on? Yeah, I'll see if I can find anything. Nice little bucket hat. A couple different options of a bucket hat. All right, so yesterday we talked a lot about the hate that CU's getting, a lot of the moving goalposts, and uh, just a lot of people are feeling very comfortable taking shots at Coach Prime. And how you the term you use, dog-whistling terms. Mm. And we saw a big one yesterday. Adam Gorney. This rec- is wild. Dude. The national recruiting director for Rivals and Yahoo Sports quote tweeted a Yahoo Sports tweet about Shiloh Sanders and all the Oregon drama that we're not going to get into. But he said, Dion's little son likes to talk a lot. USC receivers probably won't be hard to find this weekend. That is so wild for a national recruiting director. Could you imagine Steve Wiltfong doing that? No. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And there are certain, in my opinion, certain positions where you just can't say things like that. Yeah. Um, And that is certainly one of them. You know, what's crazy to me is this must be some sort of reaction to the fact that 
two four seven or no, sorry, rivals. Mm-hmm. Two four seven is in a little bit with Colorado, oh, and yeah. rivals is not. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's what this is a hundred percent, and it's such an ugly look for the whole company. You know, like we have friends who work there, yeah, uh, and it's like not fair, in my opinion, no. to them to put that that company in that light with Colorado fans. So um, I actually got my start working for that company mm-hmm. um, way back when. And to me, it's just like you as the recruiting coordinator can't be saying things like this. Um, but people are so in their feelings over this that they can't help themselves. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, this is a guy whose job is to talk to recruits and talk to parents. Like... And you put that out there, yep. like I don't care that it's Shiloh and Coach Prime's kid. Like, other recruits are going to see that and go, "That's pretty nasty." I don't really know if I want to talk to this guy about my recruitment. Totally, totally. And then, like, I'm. I would guess I have no idea that uh, Rivals has a pretty good in with USC, which is why mm-hmm. he had to throw in the little USC receivers won't be hard to find thing. Like, yep. um, it's just ugly, man. That, that's all I can really that's the only word i can really think of is like that is an ugly ugly thing to say for someone in that position uh bucky found it yeah (laughs) he quote tweeted it and he goes the quote recruiting director for rivals unquote turn ain't any the the weird the weirdness of people feeling that comfortable uh going out there and saying stuff like that publicly is just wild it's it i mean look we've had controversial controversial figures in college football before think about johnny manziel um just as an example like storylines like that and you look at how almost everyone was kind of rooting for him he sure had some haters and stuff too but no one was taking shots or saying anything near as preposterous as they're saying about Coach Prime and this team. No, especially not people in that position. Yes. Like, <laughs> it, it would be one thing if this was like a talking head on TV. You know, they're right. they're always gonna have a take about everything. They're always gonna say something. But like, go through that dude's timeline and just look at like when he's like having takes about things. Yeah. Usually he's just posting news. Uh huh. Um, or you know, posting things about recruits and stuff right. like that. Um, it's it's gross. It really is, man. Uh, fortunately, this is our new reality, though, Ryan. Or fortunately, I guess, actually, because yeah, we're on the I mean, Coach Prime side of things. It's a little bit, a uh, little bit of everything, huh? It's been an adventure. Um, the other big news, non-buff related, that came out today: Mel Tucker officially fired with cause from Michigan State. They basically get out of that horrendous contract that they used to steal him from CU. And now we're seeing decommitments left and right. I think a player's already entered the portal from Michigan State. Yep. It's all coming unraveled. Yeah. Um, Karma. Crazy, man. Crazy. What a fall from, uh, I don't know if the word is grace, but uh, <laughs> a fall from the sky. You know, Mel Tucker gets the largest contract, I believe, at the time a uh, college coach had ever got. He, like, yeah. surpassed Nick Saban mm-hmm. um, at the time. And... You want to know something, speaking of ugly, that's ugly about this whole situation? Tell me. Um, if Mel Tucker was winning, oh my God. we would not be here right now. Nope. And that does not have anything to do with what happened and what went down. Like, obviously, all that stuff is gross. 
Um, but the ugly side of it is, man, uh, you know, if, if you're not winning and you're making that much money, you're highly exposed. Um, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it, it, you know, it's a bad situation. Uh, I f really feel for the people involved. Yeah. Um, but that's ugly side of college football right there. And he's made it ugly, too. Just this back and forth between him and the university. Obviously, Brett McMurphy came out with it when this um, when these allegations and this sexual harassment suit originally, uh, originally came out. I think it was after Nebraska, so it was almost two weeks ago at this point. Um, and Mel Tucker's just turned it up. Like, he's fighting for every dollar on that contract, and it's just gotten real ugly and nasty. So Yeah, for sure. And it's... Uh yeah, it's a it's a uh, crazy situation. It's rough. Uh, from a football at Colorado standpoint, they you know there's going to be a lot of players available from Michigan yep. State, and they dodged the bullet too, and it ended up with Coach Prime. Totally, totally. Yeah, I mean it's a all paths lead to Coach Prime, right? Yep. Um, and you wouldn't have thought at the time. You wouldn't have thought when Carl Durrell was standing there emotionless on the sidelines last <laughs> season, but in the end, things sure seemed to work out. It's just amazing when you go back and look at the butterfly effect of everything and how we ended up at this point. Like, sometimes you really do have to hit rock bottom to get back on your way up. <laughs> it's good news for the Rockies. And the Broncos. And the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for the Nuggets, Abs, and Buffs. That's true. The uh, Rapids are damn near rock bottom yeah, as well. That's another one. All right, uh, shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, right now, you can turn $5 into $200 in bonus bets instantly. We need a pick of the week, Ryan. Buffs plus 21 and a half. Are we taking it? That's not my pick of the week. Okay. Um, my pick of the week is going to be... Let me just make sure I get the numbers right here. Team props. Colorado team total points over 25 and a half. All right. I love it. Yep. Offense gets back on track this week. Um, more matchups out there. Shador gets a little bit more of a rhythm. They score points this week. I wish we could actually bet on college football players here. Or like, I know. It's ridiculous. Team total or uh, like props on yeah, players. A little SGP or something. That would be fun. It would be really fun. Heisman odds even. We didn't even have that. It's yep. crazy. Uh, but football is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook up app. Sign up with code DMVR and new customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code DMVR. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake, Charles in Louisiana. 21 or older, varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Then shout out to us. Consider becoming a DMVR diehard. And get all the perks that come with it. You get a free shirt at sign up, 20% off merch, always uh, exclusive diehard merch, 20% off all events. That means our tailgates, 
you get a physical Die Hard card, and you get access to our Die Hards only Discord. Um, tons of more exclusive stuff to come down the pipeline, and more tailgates and events on the way. So head on over to ddmvr.com and sign up to become a Die Hard today. All right. Um, we talked yesterday about five stars coming to Colorado. Mm-hmm. We have another one. One in, one out, huh? I guess so, man. Uh, it's like so the club. It really is. <laughs> Jordan Davison. And uh, I need to pull it up, but I'm pretty sure we've talked about this guy before. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he's from modern day. It sounds right to me. But this is a five-star running back. Yep, modern day. Walnut Creek, California, 28th overall player in the 2025 recruiting class. Uh, he's going to be in town this weekend for USC. He has a quote from Adam Friedman of Rivals. He said, I'm going to go to the USC game. I saw the list of people who were supposed to be there, and it's pretty crazy. I know that DJ Khaled is going to be there, <laughs> LeBron and Bronny too. There are a <laughs> lot of guys. I just laugh. Like, I, I love just this <laughs> world that we live in. We're going to have DJ Khaled on the sidelines doing the Shador. The Shador. Yeah. <laughs> win with us or watch us win. <laughs> I love DJ Khaled so much. It's crazy because he had such a come up on during the early Snapchat yes. story days. And then he kind of went away for a while. And the, for whatever reason, like this summer, he came back into my life. Yep. <laughs> Uh, with like all of his golfing videos and stuff, and I'm just Let's like, I needed golfing. this. Yes, I was like, I needed this back, dude. I, it's, I just love. He brings so much joy into my life when uh, when I see when he's making his silly ass videos. I agree, man. I, I loved him back in the day, and he kind of <laughs> fell off. So to see the same videos kind of being made, and now it's about Shador. Yep. Instantly followed back again. Yeah, exactly. Had to. So funny. Um, <laughs> but well, how do you feel about that quote? Um, <laughs> I just <laughs> it sounds I, a little clout chasing. Well, and and this is the thing that everyone's using against Colorado, right? Like, whenever someone says they're visiting, there's someone in the comments saying, "Yeah, they're just visiting because they want to meet Offset or Lil Wayne or right. whoever's going to be on the sidelines that week." Um, and I think a lot of that is BS. But then you see a quote like that where he basically only talked about who's going to be there, mm -hmm. and it just like. I don't know. Maybe if you're Coach Prime, you look at that as that's fine. Get him in the door. Yeah, by any means necessary. Whatever it takes. Yep. And give me a chance to close. Um, and if that's the case, then, you know, you'll you'll take those opportunities. But it is a little weird when it's like, oh, I'm going. Have you seen who else is going to be there? I got to be there, too. Right. Um, so I, it's, a, it's a little bit of both columns for me. So just looking at his uh, 247 sports page, Going back to the 2021 season, so when he was a freshman, I mean, this is just what's reported on 247. I think he's only taken four unofficial visits, though. Okay. So this will be his fifth. Nice. Um, he's obviously, he's a 2025 recruit, so we're still a far way out. But, I mean, being one of the first five just schools for him to visit, this is a five-star top 30 player in the country, like, still goes a long way, I think, in my book. Absolutely. I mean... Uh, it goes all the way back to really early on. Um, I think it was an on three reporter who said it's a numbers game for Colorado. If exactly. you can get all these five stars to visit, then you got a chance to get a couple of them. And I mean, no one else is getting more than a couple of them. Right. Like Alabama and Georgia are still only getting a couple of them. Now mm -hmm. they might be getting four or five. Um, but, you know, the big thing right now that everyone's saying is, 
95% of five stars are already committed. Like Colorado's not going to be able to get on in on them. It's like, are we, are we new here? Like yeah. guys flip <laughs> all the time. Yep. All um, it takes is one visit out yeah, here. Exactly. So you, you just got to get in the door uh, and get as many of these guys to stand on that sideline as you possibly can. And I mean, if you were to get two five stars, that would be remarkable. Yeah. So, you know, two, if you're able to get more than that or you're able to get one, it's still a dub. Uh, get as many guys around as you can. I mean, Jordan Seaton was just here two weeks ago for the CSU game. The top uh, rated as an interior offensive lineman. He plays left tackle at IMG. He sounded interested. McChesney kind of talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe Black, the five-star cornerback. We haven't talked about him in a while. He hasn't set a commitment date yet, but he had a quote come out today. said, I'm still trying... I'm still trying to make sure I'm 100% on my commitment. I don't want to decommit and commit somewhere else. I want to make sure I'm making the right decision. CU is in when it is in his top six. Uh, I think he's Who's already this? come out here. Kobe Black, the okay. five-star corner. Nice. Um, Texas, Texas A&M, Oregon, Bama, LSU, and CU in that list. That'd be Coach Prime's third straight five-star uh, cornerback, which is outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else? Ryan Wingo. I mean, I know yesterday we talked about him not coming, but he's saying he's going to come back for sure, at yep. least one more time. It may be when the season's over in December, but he wants he's interested. He wants to come back. Yep. I mean, you had the Alabama defensive lineman. Yeah, uh, Beeman, I think, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. And then, obviously, Bryce Underwood. I mean, he's going around kind of taking the tour right now and everything, but I think he's scheduled to commit in, like, January. <clears throat> yep. And he's taking the rounds. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. Good things about Bryce Underwood. So have uh, I. And what what he thought about his visit. So have I. Um, Who else? Uh, We talked about Jordan Ochoa yesterday. Um, Jeremiah Hoffman. I think he's a local kid. He plays wide receiver really fast. He's coming back for his third visit already this season. He's been here for every other home game. He just wants to come to the games. Yeah. It's his way of getting season tickets. Um, and then 2026 modern day wide receiver, Caden Dixon Wyatt, uh, 2026. So he's a sophomore this year, 6'2", He's coming this weekend. Wow. Let's go. So maybe, uh, I don't know. I mean, Brandon Baker just committed. We may not see him, but it sounds like the modern day kids are getting the invite this weekend. Brandon Baker, see you later. <laughs> That's what it is, right? Yep. It's always see you later. Bryce Underwood at Michigan. I know he went to Penn State, I think, last weekend, too. He said Bryce Underwood is all Michigan. Oh, all Michigan? I don't we'll know see. About, I don't know about that right now. We will see. Okay. <laughs> this episode of DMVR Bus Podcast is presented by Illegal Pete's. Shout out to Illegal Pete's, man. Uh, check out their new queso pen. It's a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing. The original plan was to create an infused queso edible... There's still some science to figure out on that recipe. So they have made an infused queso pen, uh, THC cartridge, if you, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, seeing all sorts of people in this building uh, hitting that on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, it's available in select Denver area dispensaries from September 20th through Halloween. I also had to double check on this. It is not cheese flavored weed. That's good to know. <laughs> Apparently, there's a strain <laughs> called cheese 
mm. which is used in this mix. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, that sounds kind of whack. But no, not <laughs> not cheese flavored weed. Uh, it's a collaboration between Illegal Pete's and Open. Um, customers who purchase one of their cartridges can bring the box into any Illegal Pete's location and redeem a free chips and queso. Shout out Illegal Pete's. I love you guys. God, their chips and queso are so good. I know. Then Shady Rays, block out all the haters and take on the summit gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the bright fall weather ahead. Durable frames, extremely clear polarized optics. Um, I love my Shady Rays. I can't say enough good things about them. Mine are in Broncos colors too, so that's nice. awesome. Um, but yeah, I need to get a new pair actually. And It'll I think pair great with the bag you're gonna put over your head to watch the Broncos <laughs> on Sunday. Oh man, I'm supposed to go to a game. Against the Chiefs this year. Uh, yeah. I have a second thoughts about that one now. You know what? This weekend will tell us a lot. Come oh man. I'm just saying, if they lose this one, then it's like, okay, full on tank season. If they win it, then it's like, okay, well, now you have the Jets next week. You can get back to two and three and, you know, f- scrap your way to some somewhat respectable shitty season. Am I a bad fan if I say I kind of hope they lose? No, sadly, you should you should be for saying that in week four, but the way that they've looked so far, it's yeah. like uh, you'd almost just rather start tanking. Uh, anyway, shout out to Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com or the Park Meadows Mall. Use that code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Speaking of Coach... Oh, no, because they'll be in Chicago. Okay, I was going to say... Speaking of Coach Prime's guys, maybe Sean Payton is on the sidelines this week watching <laughs> uh, one of his future quarterbacks. There you go. He needs one. Maybe George Payton, though. I'd rather him not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's up, chat? Guys, hit that thumbs up button. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We'd appreciate your five-star reviews as well. What's up, Chris? He's asking if DMVR is traveling to any other away games. All of them, except for probably Washington State. It's a Friday game, too. Yeah, Washington State might not make sense for us for a myriad of reasons. Um, <coughs> but uh, those are our guys over there. Uh-oh. T I'm down good, the wrong I'm good, pipe. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I do. I, you know, we could go see our guy Cam Ward. Um Yeah. Anyways, and Ron Stone, and Ron right? Ron Stone, yeah. We play some pickleball. <laughs> By the way, pickleball squad undefeated so far this new season. Uh, What's your team name? DNVR. Oh. <laughs> um. So we will be at Arizona State. <clears throat> we'll be at UCLA. And, and Utah. We'll probably be at Utah. Yeah. Can't wait. We're all going over to Jake's parents' house for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! They'd love to have you guys. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Uh, Don Juan, who do y'all think will become our big rivals once we hit the Big 12 next year? TCU, Utah, another school? Uh, TCU would be a fun one. That is a good one. UCF, a little black and gold battle. Mm, yep, the battle of the black and gold. Um, team with a real national championship versus team with a fake one. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas State, there's some history there. Iowa State, there's some history there. So, there's a couple options. I'd say TCU is the leader in the clubhouse now. Yep. Just Oklahoma State, like they lose their, they're losing their biggest rival. Colorado's obviously been searching for a rival forever. So. Right. When I say for a rival forever, I mean in conference. Yeah. 
Never established one in the Pac-12. Super chat from Justin Brooks. Thank you, man. Listening from Alabama. My son is in the hospital. Keep him in your prayers. Prayers oh, up. Man. Damn, man. Uh, the buffs we'll will bounce back. Hashtag I believe. Yeah, we're thinking of you. Appreciate the super chat, though, man. Everyone send good vibes to Justin and his family. Let them know. Uh, Luis, did Shiloh practice today? We didn't talk to coaches today, so honestly, I don't really know what happened. We'll probably maybe be able to tell from well off. I'm sure it's already yeah. up. I mean, just from talking to Neely, Shiloh's been around the facility and stuff. Yep. He seems to be okay. I, I, I don't know how that works in terms of getting, getting hit in the kidney, and right. which is what we assume happened, and what, what kind of complications come from that. And bet you he's got a big old bruise. Yeah. We'll see. At least his liver isn't lacerated. Yeah. Cover song challenge. Do you feel differently about the offensive scheme? With no running game, we can't run those screens, digs, and comebacks. The D's just sitting on those quick plays. Yeah, so uh, I've seen a lot of criticism for Sean Lewis this week. Yeah, me too. Um, we talked about this on the post-game show. I think it's unfounded. Mm -hmm. um, whenever the offense isn't moving the ball, there's going to be a, you know a couple different people who are going to be blamed, right? The quarterback a lot of times. Or the offensive coordinator like those are the two people who you're who are going to get the most flack um everyone knows shador is him so they're not going after him um so in in turn sean lewis is the person who makes the most sense uh to be criticized i don't think it's right to me it comes down to the offensive line exactly uh, and i'm not like they were outmatched last week they just mm -hmm. were uh, and we talked about that in the game. It's like when you lose the trenches as badly as they lost them, there's nothing you can do. Yep. You can't run the ball if your offensive line's outmatched by their defensive line. You can't pass the ball if your offensive line's outmatched by their defensive line. Uh, and that was one of those things. It's just like there's no play call that fixes that, especially when, you know, you can try quick game, you can try screens, but that's what they're sitting on. The only, I guess like exposed part of Oregon's defense in that game was over the top because they were coming down so fast yeah. and guess what? They couldn't protect Shador long enough for him to get the ball down the field. Yeah. So there's no magic play call that saves you from what they had, what they were up against last week. And they're going to be up against some, some challenges like that moving forward. To me, it's like the offensive line has to dig in deeper and find a way to protect Shador. I agree. They're down their best player too. Yep. Uh, they haven't been able to establish a running game, partly because they haven't had Alton, really. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to get too up in arms over Sean Lewis. Like, we have questions about like some stuff and everything, but there's no question that he's a great offensive mind and yes. is um, still the unquestioned leader of this offense. I mean, I don't know. It's just too early for all that to be calling for people's jobs. Yep. We can't be doing that. The one thing that I think um, they could do a better job of is giving the run game <laughs> a real chance. Yeah. Um, you can't just run it a couple times and it not work and just say, okay, it's not working today. We got to go away from it entirely. But it hasn't worked and they're down big in that game and it's just like, well, it's almost like you're throwing away a down at that point, yep. trying to run the run the ball. Right. That's where I'm just like, man, what if they got the ball first this week and had a couple big pops in the run game and got a play action pass going to give Shador some time to push it down the field? Um, I'd you know it would make a huge difference. I would also I kind of want to see Jimmy 
get some outside looks. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's dangerous in the slot, but if you're going to get inside pressure and one-on-ones on the outside, like you don't have to protect it that long if you have that fast of a guy yeah, out there. Yeah, for sure. So get Jimmy on the outside and see if he can beat someone off a snap and just let Shador throw it out there and let him run under it. Um, that's one thing, like, you know, we can all critique Sean Lewis all day long, but the man knows what he's doing. He has called offense at a high, high level. Yep. Um, in college, you have to win on the line. Got to find a way to win on the line. Got to find a way to protect too. I mean, that's the only thing I'll add. I mean, he is who he is, man. Go look at what he did at Kent State. Literally one of the most efficient offenses in the country. Um, and he was able to establish a system there. Like, this is year one of this. Who knows what the future holds for him if he goes elsewhere. Um, but if he doesn't, he gets to build upon this year, and it's going to be better. I have no questions about that next year. Yep. That was a great comment by Keaton, by the way. That's dope. What was it? He said something like his daughter loves the intro to the show, and she says it. <laughs> How dope is that? I love, <laughs> I love your guys' love for the intro. <laughs> so cool. Jay oh, McNeil. I want to get Coach Prime into the intro. Like, Keep the song. Everyone loves the song. <laughs> I know. But let's see if we can uh, edit it <laughs> a little bit to get some more. Well, actually, that we should just make that. No one else uses that intro anymore. Everyone else moved on. Yeah, exactly. So we should just make the whole thing. Keep the song. Make, the, well, make all the imagery buffs. I mean, doesn't Nuggets and Avs have their own intro and stuff? There was a time, but now I think everyone's using that one that we the played that everyone one? hated. No. Well. <laughs> no one else got complaints about it, but hey, I love that's what I love about our listeners. Attention to detail. Yep. Coach Prime would be proud. <laughs> uh, Jay McNeil's asking, are y'all going to link up with the PHNX guys for the Arizona game? They've been talking a lot of noise. They're coming here for Arizona. They're talking about Arizona State. I mean, we'll be out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got some receipts. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for those shows. Jay McNeil with the super chat, too. Um, <laughs> and he mentions they've been talking noise since the start. They sure they have. have. They sure have. Yes, they have. Uh, and they were quick to, to throw stuff out there on Saturday as well. Yep. It's not they. It's Totri. It's Totri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one who's actually a hater. Oh, I love it. Anything else? All right. Man, it's a lot of uh, a lot of action in the chat today. Not as many thumbs up though. What's going on, guys? Hit us with the thumbs yeah, up. Hit that thumbs up here. button. Um, I've seen countdown timer mention five man defensive line a lot. That's like a complete scheme shift. Like, it seems like a good like idea, but man, I don't think they have the bodies one, and I don't think they've been coached to do something like that. No, that stuff is hard to do. Like, <clears throat> just to give you an example of what happens if you try that. You know what the Broncos' big oh, adjustment Jesus. was last week? Yeah. They wanted to run a 4-3. They've been running a 4-3 for like a decade. 3-4. Or sorry, they've been running a 3-4 for like a decade. Yeah. They came out and said, oh, like, let's throw a 4-3 at the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. How'd no. that work? <laughs> Not well. Almost allowed the most Historically points Historically bad. Yeah. Historically bad it worked out. Um, not to say that's what would happen here, but it is making those level of adjustments um, is difficult. And to be fair, I don't think defensive line is the place where you were trying to get more of those guys on the field. Right. You know, um, you have to stop the run. But coming into the season, the idea was get as many defensive backs on the field as you can because that is your strongest position. Yep. We didn't talk a lot about Jaquez. Uh, I thought he had a nice 
intro game. He did. So hopefully he, you know, gets keeps getting more and more healthy, keeps playing better. Yeah, and better. I mean, seems like he came out of the game pretty much as healthy as he could possibly be. And look, when you're down, Travis, any help you can get at corner is going to be great depth and just a great help. So, um, oh, any news on Carter Stoutmeyer? Uh, none yet. Okay. Angela says, do we see Dylan at wide receiver to open up the run game? Um, you could exp I mean, if you move Jimmy outside yeah. for a package, you could put Dylan in the slot. I mean, it all hinges on Alton, I think, really. Just having that back back there who can do it all and allow Dylan to move out. Yeah. But they run empty a lot, too. Dylan's split out a lot. I know he's not in the slot, but he's split out quite often. I haven't seen um, Sean Lewis dig into his bag in the run game. Mm -hmm. You know, we're essentially seeing zone runs out of the shotgun some are working when dylan gets outside some of them aren't um you've seen savion have a little bit of success in those runs why not dig a little deeper in in, in terms of getting motion trying to get people out of there you know like I, I hate to keep bringing them up but like go watch the dolphins runs from last yep. week i mean just things of beauty art yep. just had the whole defense on a string um, guessing what was going to try, what, what they thought were going to happen. Like, I think you can use motion uh, and fake end arounds and things mm -hmm. like that to try and open things up in the run game. Oh, for sure. I guess I have been a little surprised by that. Like, they don't run as much motion as I guess I thought they would have, with given the speed they have. Yeah, it, it would be nice, be nice to see them try and experiment with some of that stuff. Um, and I know the comments are like, "Why are you, why are you shilling for Sean Lewis?" I mean. The guy is a, a, a genius offensive mind. Yes. Like you got to give him some time here to try and figure this thing out. And again, there is no play for your offensive line getting smoked. And reality is we're stuck with him. Like either way, he's going to coach the rest of this season. Like, and and we'll even, like I still after. look at it as like you have the opportunity to have him as the offensive Of course. Like, yes, of course. I'm so far from being out on Sean Lewis. It's yes, crazy. No, for sure. Um, I don't know what's going on with Slusher. Uh, what else did we have, Alyssa? What's up, Brady? If Shiloh is out, do you think Cam is ba moves back to safety and Quez J in the star? Quez, that's where Quez was playing. Yeah. Um, in the in camp. Uh, I also wouldn't be surprised if um, Rod Ward mm. gets some playing time in place of Shiloh. Yeah. Um, to keep that speed out there, Shiloh. You know, obviously Shiloh. Bring some great closing speed. Uh, that's one of the things that Rod Ward does well, too. Uh, Jaden Milliner-Jones has been on the field a bit as well. Yep. So uh, I really hope he's healthy, though. We can't afford another injury in this secondary. Not a bad idea with uh, using Javon in the slot a little bit. Yeah. Try to get some matchups. In between with the uh, tight end, you know, like yep. make him feel like a tight end. Yeah. I mean, you can't run true 12 personnel, so put him and Michael out there. and Why not? Yeah. I mean, you got to try and create matchup problems in any way you can at this point yep. without Travis. Totally. So, is that it? I think that's it. All right. We'll be back tomorrow, guys. Uh, sorry a bit later today. Had some business up in Boulder. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Let's yes, go sir. Buffs. Let's go Buffs.